You are listening to the Informal Investigation Podcast. This is the podcast where we investigate, experience, and share interesting finds. My name is Asher, and let's begin. Formal Investigation Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not responsible if you mess up. You should always do your own homework. If you try anything mentioned on this podcast, you are doing so at your own risk. The views presented on this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not represent any affiliated or unaffiliated organizations. Today we are opening an informal investigation into pumpkin beer. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please subscribe to us on your podcast listening app of choice to be notified about all of our latest episodes. For those of you who haven't noticed, the summer has come to an end. I'm sorry, the fall is now upon us. And winter is coming. It is that time when pumpkin everything has completely taken over our lives. We have to make that difficult decision every single morning, whether to order our regular black coffee or a pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkinizing everything has become the norm, and everyone's inner basic white girl has come out to play. I was listening to the radio the other day, and the host made a joke. He said in quotes, they even put pumpkin spice on grilled cheese. And everyone on the laugh track laughed. It's no joke, though. Uh, Two years ago, I made this killer, this killer wrapped pumpkin spice brie that could have easily been turned into an amazing grilled cheese sandwich. Today... You know, we are not talking about PSLs, also known as pumpkin spice lattes, or some other modernized, pumpkinized foodity, but rather one that dates back to 1771. Yes, 17 frickin' 71. In doing research for this episode, I got my hands on the Oxford Companion to Beer, written by Garrett Oliver, who I consider one of the most famous brewmasters alive today. This book is an encyclopedia of beer. It literally goes from A to Z, everything beer. As I clicked through the pages, I got to the letter P, and to my surprise, there was actually a section on pumpkin beer. Um, It seems that pumpkin ale is actually the first original American beer style dating back to the 18th century. As we know, beer is traditionally made by soaking barley and hops in water, then allowing the sugars from the barley to ferment, creating beer. Because of grain shortages at that time, the colonists were looking for other sources of sugar to ferment into alcohol. Well, you probably guessed what happened next. Get the pumpkins, screamed the colonists. Smash them, squeeze them, hop them. This actually happened. You know, Oliver quotes a recipe in his book. Uh, the recipe is entitled, forgive me, my old-time English isn't the greatest, uh, recipe for pompion ale. And I quote, let the pompion be beaten in a trough and pressed as apples. The express juice is to be boiled in a copper a considerable time and carefully skimmed that there may be no remains of the fibrous part of the pulp. After the intention is answered, let the liquor be hopped, cooled, fermented as malt beer. This recipe was published by the American Philosophical Society in February 1771. This recipe is almost like a pumpkin cider if you think about it. Like if you break it down to its most basic elements, it's essentially pumpkin juice um, that is hopped and then fermented. 
Not exactly sure when our modern version of pumpkin beer surfaced. Wikipedia says that the first commercially brewed pumpkin ale came from Buffalo Bill's Brewery in, in Hayward, California in the 1980s. This was part of the whole PSL or pumpkin spice latte craze where everything started to become pumpkin spice more than actually pumpkin per se. Skipping forward in time, in the year 2020, if you go on to Beer Advocate, which is a popular beer ranking website, um, there are 1,783 versions of pumpkin beer. Yes, 1,783. Pumpkin beer fits into the category 30B, which is autumn seasonal beer. When I say category, this is the BJCP category, Beer Judge Certification Program. Just FYI, um, if any of you think you have a really good palate, uh, go ahead, take their test, and see if you can become a judge. Pumpkin beer, unlike most modern styles, is brewed in all sorts of different ways. There's a lot of variation between brewers. Modern-day pumpkin beer uses grains, um, usually different types of barley, wheat, and even oats. Hops are added, but generally in small quantities because no one really wants a truly bitter pumpkin beer. Believe it or not, it's controversial whether to even actually add pumpkin or just use pumpkin spice. Of those who add pumpkin, some bake it first, some boil it first, some add it early, some add it late. This is why all pumpkin beer tastes very, very different. Reading through the list, uh, some of the top beers from Beer Advocate uh, include pumpkin from Southern Tier, Pumpkin Ale from the Schlafly Tap Room. I don't know how to say that correctly, but it's actually a very good brewery. Uh, Rumpkin from Avery Brewing. Good Gourd Imperial Pumpkin Ale from Cigar City. Pumpkinator from St. Arnold. So I set out to try as many of these as I could. Um, but as you might find, it is difficult to find a lot of these beers depending where you live in the country. Just a disclaimer before I go forward. Um, I have never tried a pumpkin beer that I actually really enjoyed. I will take an IPA hands down any day over a pumpkin beer. The problem I ran into is that I didn't want to buy a bunch of six packs that would go to waste. So instead, I went to a shop that does make your own six packs and put as many pumpkin beers in as possible. The only one I actually enjoyed was Blue Point Pumpkin Ale. They're a brewery uh, out in Long Island, New York. So after dumping the other five pumpkin ales, I set out to make my own modern pumpkin ale, convincing myself I will succeed where everyone else has clearly failed. I watched a few YouTube videos. I checked the, checked the book uh, uh, Brewing Classic Styles by John Palmer. I think this is the best beer recipe book out there. And finally, I settled on my own recipe. Uh, for my grains, I decided to use American two-row, which is pretty much plain old American barley. Uh, some caramel malt, which is barley that is stewed to give a caramel flavor. Uh, some wheat malt, some oats, and finally some biscuit and victory malts. Um, these are roasted barley that should give this crust-like flavor. As for whether to add pumpkin, I went with an astounding yes. I mean, it's called pumpkin ale. Come on. I used three cans of pumpkin, uh, to which I added pumpkin spice and vanilla extract. Then I baked it at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour to help caramelize the sugars in the pumpkin. I then took the pumpkin mush and all the grains above and let it soak in 100 degree, 150 degree uh, Fahrenheit water for an hour and then strained them out. For those of you who have tried your hand in home brewing, you know the next step is the one hour boil to sanitize the liquid. I decided to do away with this and just pasteurize the beer. 
For those of you who have never worked on a dairy farm, a pasteurization is the process of bringing food uh, to a temperature that will kill most of the nasties without exposing it to the harsh boiling temperature. This creates a beer known as a raw ale. The hope of using this method was to create a raw and hazy end product. Pumpkin ales are actually naturally a little bit hazy uh, from all the starches in the pumpkin. Um, most breweries, they'll use fining agents to help clear the beer. But I, I decided I was going to embrace the haze, make it as hazy as possible, and see how it tasted. After all the pumpkin and barley was strained out, I raised the temperature to 107 degrees Fahrenheit for about 10 minutes. This was really just for peace of mind to make sure most of the nasties were killed. And after this, I added hops and proceeded to cool the beer. So hops normally add a bitter flavor to the beer. Do you like your pumpkin pie bitter? Your answer is probably no. Um, this is why I added the hops late. So hops, uh, they, they contain alpha acids uh, that bitter beer when exposed to high temperatures. If, however, you add the hops late when the beer is cool, you will get the fruity and floral notes instead. This is why our NIPAs or New England IPAs can taste like a cup of carbonated juice. Like most plants, there are different varieties of hops. I chose a hop variety called Amarillo, which is a variety that's known for its orange and tangerine flavors. My thought was the zesty orange flavor would bridge the gap between beer and pumpkin spice. So once the liquid was cooled to around 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, this is the temperature that yeast likes, I added the yeast. And I'm not going to go into the process of choosing yeast, but I chose US04, which is a, pos which is a very popular strain of Saccharomyces. Af after the yeast is in, you just let it sit until uh, the sugars ferment to alcohol, bottle, and enjoy. So at this point, let's take a short break and try some beer. You guys, you guys heard that. All right, now we're going to have a pour. Now, I don't know if you guys heard the pour, um, but we have a beautiful-looking beer here. It has a teeny bit of head, um, beautiful orange color. It is hazy like we planned for. Um, the nose... All right, the nose, teeny bit of sweet, teeny bit of spice, a little bit of orange. All right, let's take a taste. It's not bad. The pumpkin is very light. Um, there is some spice to it. You definitely taste that orange from the hops. Um, it is a decent pumpkin beer. It isn't like redefining pumpkin beer for all time, um, the best in the world, but it is... It's decent. It's definitely better than those four that I had to pour out. I was going to close this investigation, but then it hit me. I need to try the OG version of pumpkin ale. So going back to our recipe from 1771, so let the pompion be beaten in a trough and pressed as apples. So basically this is going to be our pumpkin juice. Um, the express juice is boiled in a copper a considerable time and carefully skimmed that there may be no remains of the fibrous part of the pulp. So pretty much we're boiling it and skimming it. And after the intention is answered, let the liquor be hopped, cooled, fermented as malt beer. So then I pretty much add hops, I cool it, and add the yeast. 
I think we got this, guys. Let's let's do it. So, it when I was looking into this, so it turned out that getting pumpkin juice is actually harder to come by than it sounds. Uh, one option was to go to Harry Potter World in Orlando and just completely buy them out. Um, I was also considering trying to extract it from pumpkin puree, but this seemed extremely inefficient and completely cheating. In the end, I bought three sweet pie pumpkins. These are kind of like the smaller, orange, very orange ones. Um, after cutting them up and, sco and scooping the seeds, I juiced them using my mom's old juicer. Um, this was a complete mess. Um, I managed to get the juice, but I'm pretty sure there are still pumpkin seeds stuck to my ceiling. So for the next step, I boiled the pumpkin juice and skimmed the scum off the top. Following this, I added hops. I used the hop variety called Azaka just because this is what I had around. Um, the liquid was then uh, cooled, and I added yeast and some yeast nutrient as well. It, I, it also, I also needed to add some additional sugar because my pumpkins did not have enough sugar to create a beer with any significant amount of alcohol. After letting the beer ferment, I bottled it in the classic 12-ounce bottles. Finally, finally after all this, it was time to taste what the colonists were drinking in 1771. As I carefully sipped it, um, I noticed the pumpkin added great color as well as a refreshing quality to the beer. Unfortunately, I added way, way too much hops. I didn't realize that pumpkin juice did not have the body to support much in the way of bitterness. The overriding bitterness almost ruined the beer completely. So this 18th century version of pumpkin ale will need some work, um, but it was pretty cool to be able to be drinking what the colonists drank back in the 18th century. This investigation has completely changed the way I think about pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer is the first American beer style dating back to 1771, just two years before the Boston Tea Party. It's not simply a seasonal fad, but actually a significant part of U.S. history. Pumpkin beer has earned its place at the Thanksgiving table and represents the ingenuity of our great nation. The next time you hear someone talking about pumpkin everything, understand the cultural significance of pumpkin everything in the United States of America. With that, we are going to close this investigation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to be notified about our upcoming episodes. Also, check the links in our show notes for the resources discussed in this episode.